What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number one twenty-seven of Beef's Beef. Boom. Here with here with my guy, Shakira. That's my best Shakira impression. (laughs) And as always, sleeping Charlie over here. Boom. Don't say boom too loud. Oh no, he's he's uh, his eyes are open. Oh, he's chilling, chilling like a villain. But as always, we are sponsored by. Crystal Lackey at Century Mortgage. Century Mortgage, a division of Bay Equity. Mm. If you need to refinance, if you need to get a mortgage, give her a call. I actually hung out with Trey on on Friday. She never comes and hangs out with us. Maybe Trey never invites her. But Too busy making the big bucks writing them mortgages. Exactly. I did learn something again, and I don't know why I keep trying to teach myself this. Uh Uh-oh. B-dubs is terrible, dude. Oh, man. B-dubs is so bad. You know, I just saw they've got Blue Moon barbecue wings in right now. That that doesn't sound good to me. I don't know. And it's probably just regular barbecue and just a marketing ploy. Yeah, and then just pour the pour the oranges from their beer in there. Should have gone to Cluckers. Well, we were out there. If anything, we should have just went to Roosters because we drove right past it. Yeah. That was my... this. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this because someone said, well, why did you do that? So... I said, hey, let's go to Roosters. Trey's like, I had Roosters for lunch. Let's go to B-Dubs. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't think to myself, like, this really doesn't make any sense. There's more options at Roosters, too. Like, you can get, if you have wings for lunch, you could get a burrito for dinner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then, but here's the best part. Pizza, burgers. We sit down, and Trey goes, we should have went to, we should have went to Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> Already knew. Yeah, it was it was, and that was before we even got anything. I mean, he ordered a he ordered a beer, and it took them seriously like fifteen minutes to get it to him, and it was not busy in there. Yeah, yeah. The Clarksville location last time I was there was. Well, this was in Louisville. I know. I'm just saying the Clarksville location is on a different level. It was it was amazing. Good or bad? Terrible. <laughs> they, their food is just yeah. That's right. You 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 talked about it on here. Yeah. But yeah, it, the I didn't even finish my food. Oh uh, yeah. What'd you get? I got. Half and half, uh, honey barbecue and Parmesan garlic wings, wings, and they were dude, they were so hard. Yeah, they're crunchy. Their their uh, breading on it is not the same as what it always was. I mean, they changed maybe two years ago, and it's to me, it's less of a quality product. But they're never sauced properly. They do have some good sauces. I will give them that as far as the flavor. But they're they're super spicy on some of them too. Like the medium there is hotter than the hot at Cluckers. So I guess if you like spicy, that's an option for you too. Yeah, I don't know. And it, it was kind of expensive too. So yeah, yeah. No, no thanks. Not worth it. No, not at all. Yeah. But yeah, if you wanna if you wanna get a refinance or you wanna get a mortgage, car for Crystal Lackey at Century Mortgage. You can call her at five zero two. 615-0743. And if you want to go to B-Dubs, don't call me. But check her out online <laughs> as well, too. CenturyMortgage.com backslash Crystal dash Lackey. Crystal C-R-Y-S-T-A-L dash L-A-C-K-E-Y. You already know the drill. Yes. Crystal Lackey is... Or, I'm sorry, Century Mortgage is a division of Bay Equity. MLS number is 76988. Crystal Lackey, MLS number 1735979. Boom. So, episode 127, we're doing it in a big way. Bringing in some fun facts for you 
first one we'll start off with your favorite music we've got 27 is the name of a song on fallout boys album album it's probably not pronounced properly I mean, why would you name your album a French name? Who's going to pronounce why would it correctly? You, why would you put a fact on here about Fall Out Boy? That's the real question. Because it's your favorite band. That's no, I already said that. Okay. Well, what about the song on your second favorite rapper's album, Bloom, by Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> and last but not least, this one you actually might like, but it's also a song on Dave Matthews' band's album, Live at Piedmont Park. They're okay. Yeah, I figured you'd be all right with that. I, I don't know. I mean, who hates Dave Matthews Band? I'm sure there's some people out there. Like, I, I'm not one of those like, oh, my God, Dave, Dave Matthews. But, I mean, I listen to their songs. To me, it just seems like uh, one of the biggest bands of all time that you really can't hate. Like, they're very mellow, melancholy. Don't seem like, like, what What do you say you dislike? You can say, hey, man, I'm not a fan of their music, but can you really hate Dave Matthews? Yeah. No, probably can't. Uh, it's kind of no, like Nickelback. I hear a lot of hate for them. Well, yeah, I really do hate Nickelback. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like Nickelback. Uh, you like Nickelback? If I gave you a dime and you gave me a Nickelback, I wouldn't. Oh, my goodness, bro. That was probably top ten of all time. But as far as the band, they're not a terrible band. Now, they're also not a great band. But if you tell me that you've never liked any Nickelback song, then I'm going to tell you that you're lying to me. I've never liked any Nickelback songs. What about that hero song? Was that Nickelback? In oh, Spider-Man. I hate Spider-Man. You know what? I, I used to have uh, my my grandmother had a keyboard and it would teach you how to play songs. And then I would just push the button and it'd play it and I'd act like I was playing it. Fun fact for everybody at home. Power movie <laughs> It played well too. that song? Yeah. It was pretty good. You know, not, not too bad at that. Now, unfortunately, I got to go to not-so-fun facts, right? Because 27 is the age that, unfortunately, we lost a couple of greats. We lost Jimi Hendrix. We lost Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, and your personal favorite on the list, Amy Winehouse. Uh, but all, all of them passed away at the young age I don't of like to talk about the dead. That's right. But, but you got to give them respect. I, I am. I'm gonna get, I just never... Uh... Oh. Is that the height difference, or is he sitting down? Your boy Adams, you know, they, they need some camera work here. They got to yeah. lower that camera a little bit. Um, but I never understood Amy Winehouse being put in a lot of the categories that she has been put in. Uh, some people, again, some people are going to disagree with me, and I understand that. But I've never shied away from saying this. Like I, she was talented in her own right, but the fact that people put her on lists. Like all time list, like who would you bring back from the dead? Like, oh. don't put her in oh. that list with like, you know, Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson and Sam Cooke and you know Marvin. G don't put her in. She's not on that level. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to badmouth someone that's passed away. R.I.P. It's yeah, it's terrible that she passed away. But I just don't ever understand why people put her in that. I think it said she passed away from alcohol poisoning. Is that right? It was an overdose or something, or it might be an alcohol poisoning. I know it was. Some type of drug or alcohol. I don't really want to answer the question, but how much do you have to drink to pass away from it? That's got to be a substantial amount. Yeah, it's a good amount. Yeah, so it probably doesn't end well. So children at home, don't put it in your bottles. Now, with that being said, we'll move on to some more fun facts. Uh, 27 is also the total number of outs in a professional baseball game for each team. Now, obviously, one team might not have 27 outs if you hit that walk-off. That's if you go nine innings. That's what I'm saying. It might go extras. 
but it has at least 27 outs typically. Yes. So, you know, some some of us throw 27 out innings. Some some of us don't. Uh-oh. Give him the hand. Uh, fun fact number four. Uh, shout out to Josh Rogers, who was on here last week. But yes. the New York Yankees have actually won 27 World Series championships. That's the most in MLB. It's pretty amazing. Whenever I looked at it, I went 27. That's a lot. Kind of a couple. Uh, fun fact number five. International direct dial phone number is 27 for? Finland. South Africa. That was close. Nope, not too bad. I think they recently had a uh, Olympic game there, didn't they? Maybe. I think so. Sound, sounds right. If not, fact check me. Uh, fun fact number six. In Stephen King's novel, It, it returns every 27 years to dairy. Now, you know what? I, I've got an unpopular opinion. You already stated yours. Hey, hey my guy, Stephen King. You're going to make a scary book, I mean, which eventually got turned into a movie, everything else, right? Okay. And, you know, you're coming up with names for your scary character. You know, and you're tossing these names back. And the best you come up with is it. Well, you Mommy, know, what, what? You know that's not his name, right? No. The clown's name is Pennywise. Oh, Pennywise. Yeah, but well. everyone said, everyone, it's like uh, you're shocked. You're like, oh, it's, it's, you know, that's why. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll rescind my beef. But it shows you how knowledgeable I am about Pennywise and. Well, and, I know uh, you get scared of scary movies, man. So. That's right. Yeah. So. Very emotional. Um. Sometimes I I weepy in my wannies. You know what I'm saying? I don't. But I don't need no need to explain. Pee pee in my panties. Uh, with that being said, I've got some other fun facts for you that'll make up for that lackluster appearance. There are also 27 bones in the human hand. Uh, also, add the numbers, starting with number two and finishing with number seven, a.k.a. 27, and guess what it equals? 26. 27. <laughs> Boom. That's amazing. Good math over there, by the way. Um, approximately 27% of the planet is actually land. Fun fact for you. You like the 72% salt water better, don't you? I could see it in your eyes. Um, well, it's not all salt water. It's 1% fresh water. Got to equal 100%. That's typically how it, that works. I thought you you just said that it equaled... 27% is land. Yeah. Approximately, I should. I need to throw that out there because I haven't got my so ruler out. So only 1% of it is freshwater, though? That's right. Dang. That's right. Obviously, you know, we're not... It's a lot of salty people out there. Not a lot of fresh people out there. And I would say I fall into the 1%. You, I think you're close. I think, I wonder if there's like diluted salt water where it's not, it's not a high sodium content, but it's also not fresh water. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever, you know, when you lost a tooth when you were a kid, did you ever swish your mouth out with salt water? Oh yeah. Yeah. Or if you have a sore throat. I never did that. Did yeah. That, did that help? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't think so. <laughs> There's always so many things that they're like, yeah, do this and you feel better. Right. You like eat crackers with an upset stomach. You ever heard that? Oh, yeah. Doesn't help. Ginger ale, though, that one is legit. I don't think it is. Uh, it seems like it to me. Gin- ginger ale is a go-to for me. Anytime I'm sick, got, got to get that ginger ale. I think it's a placebo. Probably. But I'm, I'm good with it because I like ginger ale and I don't drink soda that much. So I'm like, mm, got to drink soda. It's a must. Now, the best ones are when people are like, oh, can I get a Sprite? Oh, yeah. Like, what? what? That's not doing anything for you. No. 
You need that ginger. You know what I'm saying? Just like my former dog, R.I.P. I think she made it to 27 too, by the way. That's the one that you killed and then came back to life? That's right. Didn't, didn't really kill her. Probably shouldn't say that on air. You're the one that said it on air when you told the story. Watched her die at least three times, bare minimum. <laughs> minimum of three times going into the afterlife. And I'm going to tell you, from what I've seen, all dogs don't go to heaven. You know what I'm saying? How do you know that you haven't been there? Ginger told me. Uh, we, we spoke many times, and she was a very angry dog. She bit many a people, um, and rightfully so in some cases. But also, I've got a fun fact for all the comic book heroes out there. You know what I'm saying? Because there's got to be a couple of people who enjoy comic books out there. But Marvel's Deadpool issue number 27 actually holds the Guinness World Record for the most comic book characters on the front cover. Pretty, pretty impressive. Shout out to Deadpool. I just saw that they're making a third one. Nice. I, I, I found the first. I don't remember. I, I know I saw the second one, but I don't remember what it was. So probably need to go back and watch it again. Somebody else was also talking to me about Anchorman today, and I think I need to go rewatch that as well, too. I've never seen the second one. I, oh, you don't need to. Yeah, I've heard the second one is like 30 minutes of kind of funny, and then the last hour is them trying to be funny. Yeah. The beginning was very funny, and then whenever the shark comes out, you can just turn it off. So just remember whenever What's I What's funny that. is everyone says the exact same spot. That's because it's true. I'm just <laughs> telling you. I remember renting it and being very excited about it and was underwhelmed. I, I got lost. I just didn't understand a lot of it, and contextually it didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but fun fact number 11, an official tennis court is actually 27 feet wide. Um, some call me Kyrgos. I don't know if you'll even know who that is, but, you know, avid tennis fan myself here. Also, fun fact number 12, uh, Uranus has 27 moons. No, it does not. Yep, it's got at least 27. It, it's a fairly decent size. Um, also, fun fact number 13, Eddie Izzard, shout out to my guy. I don't know, I never met him. Never heard of him. He ran 27 marathons in 27 days. That's pretty impressive. Dude, he's got to be raw. Oh, he's probably got nipple tape. I, I would definitely say, you know, you probably got to tape those bad boys up. Otherwise, they'll be rubbing. Um, fun fact number 14. No, excuse me. Going to the movies released in 1993, 27 years ago. 93. Let's see if I can name any of them. Let's see what you got. Uh... I am going to tell you, I'm... Not overly impressed with 93, man. Not sure. 93 is probably the worst year was, I've seen uh, so far. Was Batman Returns on here? Uh, no. All right. Didn't I we don't... say Batman Returns was on the last one? I don't think so. I think you're making up stuff. Now, I'm going to warn you in advance. There will be movies on here that you love. Maybe some of your favorites. You can't give 93 too much credit. Okay? So don't 95, even... 95 or... Yeah, 95's still winning. 95, in my opinion, is the GOAT for right now now we did have an informant tell us we need to look at other years i agree we need to do so as well that'll come at a later time gotta gotta save a little bit of content for the people right um so movies that were released in 1993 you got groundhog day pretty good one pretty good, good one, one but but not great right now one that i don't know i do like the movie a lot it's a good one, but I think there's levels to it, and I, I think the word good fits best. Now, one that could be considered lower and great, The Sandlot. Oh, great movie. Classic, so you got to put it on there, right? Um, but I'm going to be honest. I don't, like, if Sandlot comes on, I'm not like, oh, it's a must-see, right? Oh, I just watched it the other day. Flipped it, flipping through the stations yeah. Saturday before, or Sunday, 
for the uh, the Louisville women's game. Yeah. Watch the rest of it. So that's why I had to get out of the way because I, I knew you were a big fan of it. That was one that I was worried about. Now, the Super Mario Brothers movie also came out. Underrated movie, in my opinion. Not, Underrated? Yeah. Not, they could have done so much more with that movie. It was so bad. Well, I It was agree. so bad, dude. It's the Mario Brothers. You, you could always do more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they were super, in my opinion. Just not super great. Or super good. Do you remember who played Luigi? No. John Liguizama. Never heard of her. Yeah, you have. Liguizama. You've seen John Liguizama. Have you ever seen Ice Age? The animated movie? Yeah, he plays Sid the Sloth. Well, I probably haven't seen him then. You've seen seen John Liguizama before. All right, deal. Uh, Jurassic Park. That's a great movie. Classic movie, right? But also not a great movie. Um, Dennis the Menace. Uh, underrated movie good, i'll agree on that one good one now I, I had to put your disney movie on there snow white and the seven dwarfs not one of the best ones out of all of them that was made in nine that was a made in that 93. was the animated version that was not made in 93 There's yeah no look it up 1893 <laughs> it, it does have a little lackluster animation i will agree with you haven't watched it recently but it's probably probably not one of the most popular disney movies for good reasons now Getting back, that's John Leguizamo. I do know who that is. He's been in a lot better movies than Sid the Sloth, bro. But that's probably his most popular character. No, how about uh, you gonna tell me that Ice Age hasn't? What's that mall movie? The one where he's uh, he's a gangster in a lot of movies too. By the way, those are the ones that I like. Carlito's Way. I think he's in Carlito's Way. That's the new not one. His, but we're talking movies that have grossed the most. It's definitely gonna be Ice Age. Oh well, yeah, kids' movies do fairly well. I mean that's that's the thing I understand. Um, now let's let's also go to back to a movie that you'll enjoy again. How about Rookie of the Year? Oh, solid one. I'm not a big fan of, but you at least put it on there. Trey Young. Uh, excuse me. I'm reading off the TV while I'm reading this. Free Willy. Oh man, it had a great Michael Jackson song in it. That's right, uh, but not a great movie. Coneheads. Ugh. Decent movie. Uh, now, underrated one. I don't know if everybody at home will remember this one, but Robin Hood Men in Tights. Dave Chappelle's first movie. Good movie. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yes, Dave Chappelle's first movie. Good movie, though. Uh, how about Cool Runnings? New- oh, another solid one. Do you like that one, too? Rudy, got to gotta put another Rudy great in one. there. The Beverly Hillbillies, not for me. Nah. The Night Before Christmas, also not for me. Um, I've never seen it. You've never seen The Night Before Christmas? No. I have a pair of shoes that are uh, Allen Iverson's signature sneaker with Reebok, the Reebok questions that are in a colorway The Night Before Christmas. Not my favorite shoe either. Uh, Carlito's Way, I just mentioned, the original Carlito's Way. Three Musketeers. Some more classics to finish up. Mrs. Doubtfire, good one. Great one. Schindler's List. Highly revered as one of the good movies of all time. Philadelphia, not not a fan of that one either. But Don't even know that one. Denzel Washington? Never seen it. Oh, man. Don't watch it. You don't have to watch it. But it's it's got an interesting story. Uh, how about finishing up with Grumpy Old Men and one of our good friends' favorite of all time, Tombstone. Oh, it's a good movie. Tombstone's a classic. Now, I also brought out... I, I realized when I was doing my research, I, I need to recant a statement i've made on here so some of the songs that i'm mentioning are the top 100 billboard hits 
it's not necessarily that they were written during that year. Okay, so I need to preface that. So some of the Billboard Top 100s we have for the year of 1993. How about Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You? Do you Great give, one. You want to give us a little rundown of that there? Um, that's a good song. Okay. Uh, what about Tag Team Whoop? There it is. I thought that was on a different one. I did too, and I clearly think that we uh, re we did the wrong word on there. Because I also read that there are songs that sound similar to that song, but it's not that song. And I don't get to listen to snippets of these songs. So I think we might have heard the other song, and it wasn't that song. I don't know. I don't know if you understood what I just said there at all. How about also, oh, and because it's the Billboard Top 100, it could have also been on the Billboard Top 100 for multiple years there, bro. Uh, how about Informa? You don't know that I song? I don't know that song. By Snow? You'll, you've heard it before. Informa. Blah, 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 blah. Boom, 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 ball. Boom, boom, pal. Yeah. You, you're just making noises. You got to actually well, sing this Well, because song. I don't know the words, man. And now Charlie's like, dude, he done woke me up. I know. These, Sorry. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. That was the singing. Giannis is going to get killed. I know. His this, team is terrible. We watched this happen last year, didn't we? Um, how about also adding additional songs on there? We're going to get to the good part. Nothing but a G thing, baby. By my, good song. My guy, Dr. Dre. How about... Have I Told You Lately by Rod Stewart. Solid track, dude. Great song. Best, Maybe the best song on the list so far, right? Classic wedding song as well, too, I think, right? Or do you remember Delilah? Love someone tonight, dude. What? That's what she always said oh, on there. Delilah, love someone tonight. That's the, what she said? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't say it, but that's what it, when it would come back for commercials. Mm. You know, I wonder how old she is because... You know, I'm just saying. Feels like she's been around for a long time. Um, how about also I'm Every Woman by Whitney Houston? That's your uh, karaoke song. What about Hip Hop Hooray by Naughty by Nature? Okay. Dre Day by Dr. Dre and Snoop Doggy Dog. He wasn't known as Snoop back then. He was Snoop Doggy Dog. Um, also Bed of Roses by Bon Jovi. Good song. Uh, insane in the brain cypress hill what about most unique song on the list the bad boys song from cops bad boys bad boys that is a very interesting song to me what about it was a good day by ice cube i think that's how you have to pronounce it excuse me sir it was a good day it's mr cube that's right miss mr icy and last but not least, what is love, Hadaway? Now, every time I hear that "What is love" song, all I think of is a night at Roxbury. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, sm- slamming his head into the window in the car. That's right. It's okay. I'll just tell Dad you did it again. <laughs> it's great, great movie there as well too. So those are some fun ones for you. Now we'll circle back around to your favorite part of the podcast. We'll go ahead and get to the "Who Am I" section. I'm right? not gonna lie, dude. I feel like me or you could draft way better than Giannis. His team is hot trash. Giannis isn't doing so hot, but LeBron was intel. I think LeBron messed it all up because LeBron went with Anthony Davis first. He just got the. He just got probably the MVP right now. Same with- time. Yeah. Luca's injured. He he definitely that team is ridiculous. That's what I'm saying, dude. His team is loaded. Yeah. For those of you that are not watching the draft, 
right now. Giannis, te- Giannis's team. Maybe they have. Maybe he's playing in the all heart. Maybe that's what he's, he's going to get. Ben Simmons right here. Bam, <laughs> Bam Giannis took Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kimball Walker, Trey Young, Chris Middleton, and Bam Adebayo. LeBron uh, got Anthony Davis. Uh, he has who was his second pick? It was somebody. Uh, Harden and Luca were on there. Yeah, and I can't think of who his other pick was. Somebody really good though. Obviously, Kawhi. Was, yeah, Kawhi. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> he's, he got Davis, Kawhi. Luca and his last pick was Harden, and now he just got Ben Simmons along with Damian Dame Lillard on his bench. Giannis is about to take Lowry here. Lowry and CP3 next round out the fantastic roster he's got going on. <laughs> now you better take uh, Sabonis right here. I'd, I'd take Sabonis and Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook. Are they laughing at how terrible his team is? Is that what they're laughing at? Because we have it on mute. Who knows? But let's get to who am I. It's got to be terrible. Um, who am I? First hint we're starting out with. Rudy. Rudy. He's got all bigs. Yeah. How about starting off, who am I, right? Born December 20th, 1987. I'm adding their birthday this, this time, right? Okay. In Piscataue Township, New Jersey. Also, hint number two, listed as six foot, 204 pounds. Hint number three, in high school, he was a three-time state football champion, and he also won the 400-meter state championship his junior year. So, pretty fast, pretty good at football. Shocker there. Fun fact number four. He then went on to play four years at the Ohio State University in which he was a three-time All-Big Ten first-team player, a one-time second-teamer, and a Jim Thorpe Award winner his senior year. All right, you following me? Fun fact number five out of seven on each one, by the way. He has now played for two NFL teams. Now, one of these franchises is much better than the other, but you've got the Saints and the Eagles. That should be a very key hint right there. The Ohio State one. I just one, can't believe you would throw your team under the bus like that. No, not, didn't do that at all. Also, he is a two-time Super Bowl champion and a anchor. How many, many times? Two-time. Okay. Anchor or a key piece to those teams' defenses. Final hint. He also has been a face of the NFL charity program, founding a charity in his name and an initiative by the name of Let's Listen Together. Now, you might have also heard he's worked hand-in-hand with the NFL during the protests for racial inequality. Um, instead of kneeling, he was one who raised his fist. And also he has been to Congress and helped with many things. So that's that's your seventh hint. Probably should have put that up further on the list. But key hints there, Ohio State University. Jim Thorpe winner, if that helps you at all. To some it does. Um, and last but not least, two teams... Where's the number 27? Eagles and Saints. Okay. As well as a two-time champion. So you know he won a championship with the Saints and the Eagles because the Eagles. Yeah, you know, only so. won one. That's right. Ked, you had to figure LeBron was going to take him at some point. CP3, his guy. Yeah. Um, moving on to the second one. Do you have who that is? The first one? I have no idea. Come on, man. My, no. I'm trying to think. I, like, it's one of those ones I feel like is going to come to me. Yeah. 
and um, but um, yeah, right now it's it's not. Obviously, this was a biased one because you know there's a chance that he might be a part of one of my favorite teams. So yeah, and he wears number twenty seven, and he he's a defensive back because. Well, he, man, I knew that's what he Jim played. Thorpe. Yeah, I knew that's what he played because of the award. Right. But right. And I I don't know I'm Ohio right State. I, it'll I'll get it it just I can't think of it right now. Moving on to the second one, who am I? We're gonna go born on June twenty sixth, nineteen ninety two, in Saint Quentin, France. Never heard of Saint Quentin, France. Heard of France? Never heard of Saint Quentin, France. Right. Um, fun fact number two: listed as seven foot one inch. 260 pounds now he also has a 7.9 wingspan do i see you riding over there yeah that was a quick one i thought i knew it after the first one making up for around one fun fact number three for all the players at home he was originally drafted at the 27th pick overall in the 2013 nba draft now bonus hint he was drafted by the nuggets and later traded to the draft jazz excuse me that evening okay yep i got it Fun fact number four, he's only oh. played. Man, I'm sorry. I thought Donovan got drafted by LeBron C. Yeah, you were wrong. Didn't. You were wrong. So, Sabonis so is probably happy about going last, huh? Look at these teams, dude. This is not even fair. No. Westbrook going second to last on that team, he's going to be angry about that. But back, back to fun fact number four for all the players at home. He's only played for one team in his NBA career, okay? He also, fun fact number five, he was the NBA blocks leader in the 2016-2017 season. I'm kind of surprised he wasn't the leader in last year's season as well, too. I think he missed some time last year. Okay, that that would make sense, but still, blocks a lot of shots. Known as a shot blocker. Um, Fun fact number six, he won back-to-back Defensive Player of the Year awards. That was 2018 and last year, 2019. Last but not least, final fact, fun fact number seven. In 2019, he shattered the single-season record for dunks in a season with 306. Now, 2020 will also be his first All-Star appearance and if you're watching LeBron and Giannis draft their teams, then you just saw his name on Team Giannis. Yeah. Who am I? Now, I've got a little surprise for you as well, too, because we need to know who the first person is. But also, hey, man, unfortunately, the NFL season has come to a close. And so I was thinking in my head, what do I do now? You know what I'm saying? So do you go the baseball route? Do you go the soccer route? Golf, they don't wear numbers. Which, why don't they wear numbers? Definitely Dude. definitely should wear numbers. Golfers should have numbers. Oh, yeah. Terrible idea not to have numbers. You should definitely sell golf jerseys. Anyways, going back to my last statement. College basketball. All right. I can do that. The greatest thing in the history of college sports. But you're going to have problems with some of them. And that's what I wanted to address first. Because guess what episode we're on? 27. Guess who can currently wear the number 27 in college basketball? No one. Nobody. Now, we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay? I'll, I'll give you a little bit of preview. But what I had to do is I had to make an adjustment. And I, I make adjustments well, right? So what I'm going to do is, obviously, there couldn't be a number 7 either. Because not allowed to have that. But there could be a number 2. Okay, so for the first college basketball, who am I edition, 
they're going to be known for wearing the number two in this case. Okay, so we'll start it off with a fun one. Fun fact number one, born on May 15th, the year 2000. Man, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that. Um, in Portland, Oregon. Fun fact number two, six foot three, 190 pounds. Fun fact number three, he's actually projected as a top five pick in the 2020 NBA draft. Now, if you're doing the math at home, he's only 19 years old right now. Going to make some money, probably. Fun fact number four, he plays the point guard position, but surprisingly enough, he actually averages six and a half rebounds per game. For college basketball, in my opinion, if you're a point guard and you average six and a half rebounds per game, that's pretty impressive to me. Fun fact number five, he's actually the son of a former NBA point guard who, surprisingly enough, I didn't know this, played for six NBA teams. Now, the six NBA teams he played for are the Grizzlies, the Blazers, the Sonics, the Bucks, the Bulls, and the Knicks. Fun fact number six, in high school, he was a teammate of Moses Brown. Now, Moses Brown is in the NBA currently, but formerly he played for UCLA in college. And also Kofi Cockburn, who if you've watched an Illinois game this year, you'll know exactly who your yeah, guy. Worst spelled last name ever. Interesting. It's Coburn, by the way. Well, I, I think it's Cockburn. That's definitely the way it's spelled, but it's, it's definitely Coburn. Well, you can call him whatever you like. I, I call him Cockburn. And my guy Kofi is a monster down there as all Cockburns are. I hear it runs in the family. Now, with that being said, fun fact number seven, final fact for the initial college basketball, who am I? 2018, he led the United States to a gold medal in the FIBA Under-18 Americas Championship, and he was also the MVP of the Nike's Hoop Summit, the Jordan Brand Classic, and the McDonald's All-American Game, who am I? So let's circle back around to the first one. Any additional information I can give you to help? What what else? You know the team he plays for, right? I'm guessing he plays for the Saints now. Why? I don't know. I don't, I don't know who it is at all. Well, he played for the Saints. Now he plays for the Eagles. Well, you, here's the thing you got to think of, dude. I hate Ohio State. I'm not a fan either. I'm not a fan of the Eagles because they beat us two years ago. Understand. I don't so. hate the Eagles, but yeah. I hate their fans other than you. Well, that's okay. Their fans are pretty rude outside of you. Again, I will state that again. Can be. But, yeah, so, I mean, I don't watch your all's games. Right. Unless you are playing us in the Super Bowl. Hey, dude, that's my paperwork there, Charlie. Get down. So, <clears throat> defensive back. Yeah, I really, I really don't. I thought I could think of it, but I don't have any idea who it is. If I say this, will you know it? If you say his name? Yeah. I'm sure I'll know it then because you'll tell me the answer. Malcolm Jenkins. No, nah, would never guess that. Really? No. I'm worried if he's going to be an Eagle next year because he's under contract, but there's contract negotiations with all those safeties getting paid last year. He's talking about sitting the season I mean, out. I remember Malcolm Jenkins being in Ohio State now, but no, I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't really. Good player. I, I think he's a key piece of the defense on the back end. I didn't know he end. played for you all, I guess is what I should say. He's kind of the leader of that defense, to be honest. I mean, up front, you got Fletcher Cox, who's the leader, in my opinion. Uh, middle level, you got a couple of guys at the linebacker position who are really good players. But on the back end, 
Malcolm Jenkins is the one guy who's reliable. Um, durability is pretty good, but overall just a key piece to that defense. So who am I number one? Malcolm Jenkins. Who am I number two? Probably an NBA player if you didn't catch on. Yeah. I, I thought I knew it after the first hint. Right. And then when you said the second one, I knew it for sure. The Stifle Tower. Rudy Gobert. Rudy. Team Giannis. Um, by the way, his shirt, for all the people looking at home, Giannis's shirt, that's what his all-star shoes have on it as well, too, that plaid design on it. Terrible. Only good all-star shoe coming out is KD's. KD's are... And he's not even playing. KD's are phenomenal. And they're also North Carolina's colors. Which leads us into who am I? Wait, is LeBron three? wearing those ones that Monsters. I shared to you? He's huh? Monstars, not not oh, the that's seventeen. Right. I like those. Yeah, they're okay, but there was already a colorway that came out that was black and purple and yellow. So those are just like a very to me they're too similar. Anybody who's wants to try to collect multiple pairs of them, why have both of those pairs? Yeah. I mean, so aka you can't get every colorway like I like to do in some shoes, not the LeBron seventeens. But who am I number three? What you got? Now, for the reveal of the behind-the-curtain action, do you remember I said to you before this show started what high school team Moses Brown played for? Do you remember? Um, Archbishop Malloy. Archbishop Malloy is correct. Now, this person also went to Archbishop Malloy. Did you get the third one? Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, my guy. Had to start off with the best player in the college basketball currently, as your coworker says. Um, but we'll see what happens next week because obviously I can't do number 28. Quite the, quite the contrary, he says. Yeah, he might have said overrated, something of that nature. But next week I'm going to try to find another number two since we know there won't be a number 28. And then once we get to 30, we'll move on from there as well too. So ho- hopefully we'll have some fun ones. We'll see. I was just sent a tweet that said that Giannis has a great future in being the Knicks GM. <laughs> <laughs> The president, they might hire him for president right now after what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, you watched it happen last year and it was bad. Watched it unfold this year. Who was it last year? Giannis and LeBron. Same thing. I didn't think Giannis was the captain last year. He was. A positive. Same same exact thing. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, because he was my only guy who I beat you on as far as our fantasy draft, remember? We need to do that again next week. I think so. I'm I'm with it. I love the All-Star game. I love the All-Star festivities. The dunk contest this year has two really good dunkers and two really terrible dunkers. Shari, Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton's got a good vertical, but I don't know what he's going to do in the Pat Connaughton is an in-game, downhill, one-handed dunker. Which is why I never understood people getting mad at LeBron for not being in a dunk contest. Why? Because LeBron has always been a... I'm getting up really high, and I'm going to dunk it really hard, dunker. But there's a lot of power behind it, like you mentioned, and so mixing those two together. I mean, if you watch what he did in McDonald's All-American dunk contest, that could win him an NBA dunk contest, not with... So who's the other not good dunker you were talking about? Dwight. Okay. Now, the sad thing about Dwight is allegedly, I hope, you know, I, I heard this before it happened, 
but he actually had reached out to Kobe or was going to reach out to he, Kobe. Yeah, he was going to. Yeah. He and Kobe had actually uh, buried the hatchet, which was some, which was good to know. Right. That it happened before Kobe passed away. Because there was a lot of animosity in between those two there for a while. Well, that's, I think a lot of people who play with Kobe, if you weren't going to work as hard as what Kobe expected you to, there was going to be. And I can respect that because Kobe didn't pull any punches, like he said. He just told you to his face. He said, hey, man, I don't think you're here working. You're, if you want to be the best in the world, you've got the potential to be. And right now what you're doing, you're not striving for greatness. I have to say it's going to be weird not seeing what, Paul George isn't on this team. Kyrie's not on the team. That's right. A lot of big names. But Steph isn't there. Clay isn't there. Yeah, I mean, those two guys, I'm just talking about guys. I guess Kyrie's been hurt for most of the year. But – I don't know, guys that are are playing. Because, right. I mean, you knew Steph and, okay. Steph and Clay will still be there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think they probably will be there, but obviously they're not playing. Yeah. I don't know, it's going to be weird. Yeah. A lot of young guys. Which is good that they got a chance. I, I still am not sold uh, that Booker and Beal didn't have an opportunity to be in there. But, hey. I'm I'm glad all the guys who made it had an opportunity to be in there. I do think Ingram deserved it. Uh, I think CP3 was the one guy who, you know, since it's the West, I think Booker should have probably had his position. But guess what? Oklahoma City is killing it right now. And you can't be mad at them for winning games and putting one of their players in there. Yep. So I guess what moves this to the locks? Boom. So... You had all the stuff written down from last week that we did? Well, do you want to go over NFL locks, or do you want to do that later and do that now? The ones from the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that now, just the ones that we had from last week. So the fun prop bets we had, we had the Will J-Lo show butt cleavage, plus 500. We He, both said yes. We both said yes, and hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? What she did? Oh, yeah. What I never. You? I didn't notice it. Oh, you must have been watching something different than I watched. Hey, I, just, I didn't notice it. I had the mute button on. Okay. I'm Actually, not going to lie to you, though. Her first costume was terrible. I think, yeah. The whole, I'm not going to lie. The whole thing was kind of uh, subpar at best. Now You are nuts, dude. No, no, no. The, the dance off, you know, was. You had it on mute, man, so you can't really speak on I it. I didn't have it on mute. The, I was sarcastic. This, this is where, so check this out. We're over at Troy's house, Troy, our buddy Troy, and he's with his old lady, right? That means his significant other is what that means. And also her children are there, okay? And so they're not watching. They're upstairs watching the Puppy Bowl, and then they decide that they need to come down and watch the halftime show. And so you got to keep it as PG as possible. And it, it was awkward watching that halftime show with – young children and individuals who you don't know very awkward especially when the turkey gobbler came out <laughs> so more of the story i'm very impressed with it overall but also i'm pretty sure that j-lo showed butt cleavage during that process i might need to recheck it but i think we both won that bet now, we didn't win much money on that one so we'll go on to the second one the color of the gatorade shower you mentioned you took green uh the thing was yellow yellow now i genuinely could not remember because i had blue and orange both at plus 400 it was orange we saw it was orange 
So I'm not even going to take credit for that because I don't remember if I took blue or if I took orange. Moving on to number three, how many commercials will have a dog in it? Now, the over was four. The under was three. Luckily, there was five commercials that had a dog Yee. in it. We knew that. We both took it. We got negative 120 on that. You know, not not bad money on it. Um, how about on to number four, MVP? We both kind of struck out on this. <laughs> and the obvious answer came to fruition, Mahomes. Mahomes was only plus 130. I think that's why both of us didn't take that. Plus 130 isn't a needle mover in my book, but got to give him credit. Next one was heads or tails. You you took heads out of the <clears throat> gate. You said you always took heads. Uh, ended up being tails. Got that one at one oh negative one oh five. Last two we had the over under length of the national anthem. This is the one that I was the most disappointed in. Demi knew that we both took <laughs> the over. She knew it, bro. Yeah. Did you hear her rolling between those segments, not even breathing? Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Now she did try to hold it out, and then you mentioned that as well too. But was wasn't wasn't overall impressed with not being over the time frame okay and last one but not least a very very interesting one to me over under six and a half tds so if you had over if you had seven tds it's over if you had six tds under thank you again for your world champion super bowl prop bet 2020 Accolade winning. I guess, yeah. Okay. Did we take? I forget. Did we take locks last week too? We did. And let me guess. You don't remember, so you're just gonna say that no. you hit yours too. Um, no, I'm, I'm sure you I missed. Heard. I know you missed. I don't remember what it was. You had to have missed. There's no way that you made it. I'll go into mine while you're looking. So I, I had gave, Gonzaga minus 18 over Santa Clara. Burnt Santa. I told you you missed Santa Clara covered i don't know about that i do double check fact check me i bet you i'm right also while you're doing that i had a tough week as well too i had 10 picks for you uh you know i got a couple of them went went six and four on the 10 picks i had a tough go philly really's not been playing good basketball in the nba colorado couldn't cover a four and a half point spread at ucla hey colorado they covered it by three points stupid it was stupid they covered about three points. Yeah, I told you. They did. The last time they played them, they beat Santa Clara by 50. Okay. Not well, an exaggeration. Guess what? That was the last time, bro. And William and Mary, I told you. Do you remember on air? I told you that Northeastern team worried me. Well, guess what? One point instead of two. So I was very, very close on a lot of them. That doesn't help you in the gambling world. Uh, now, the one thing I do want to say, my San Francisco team that I was high on, guess what? They came through in the clutch. And I also think tonight they have an interesting game in which they could cover the spread as well, too. They lost the Super Bowl. No, not the 49ers. The San Francisco WCC team, a.k.a. in Gonzaga's conference. But I've got some fun locks for you tonight. Now, I'm going the money line. What does that mean? I'm picking these teams to win. And what am I going to do? 
I'm giving you my 15-team lock of the week. Boom. Okay? Remember I told you I had one the other week? Locks that I, are off of spreads, not money lines. Let me ask you this. If you do 15, that doesn't make you eligible to get involved in this? No. That's disrespectful, bro. How about last one I lost was due to East Tennessee State not taking them. You're built on a throne of lies. You sit on a throne of lies, BJ. Well, the throne of lies that I'm sitting on is going to take Wright State, Marshall, Northern Kentucky, Colorado, New Mexico State, Arizona, the team that you bet 25-1 to 1 to win the national championship. I did not bet them 25-1. You said that was the best bet in the history of mankind. I said I can't believe they're in front of Florida State and a couple other teams. I'm also taking Houston in college basketball, not NBA. UC Irvine, BYU, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and then in the NBA I'm taking the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm also taking the Los Angeles Lakers. And last but not least, we've got a UFC card this weekend that has two good fights on it. That's it. Actually, not even two good fights on it. But I'm taking John Jones to retain his title, and I'm also taking Valentina Shevchenko. Now, fun fact, I showed you Valentina Shevchenko is a negative 1200 So that means you have to put $1,200 on her to win just for you to win $100. Insane. So Beef's loaning me $6,000 so we can make a quick five hundo. Yeah. That's what you said, right? Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, mine's going to be a long one as well. Good. Uh, I'm going to take Gonzaga again uh, with a 25 point spread over Loyola Marymount. Yep. That's all I got. And I'm so glad that you took that because guess what? Trap game. Trip, 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 trip game. There's no one in their conference that can get they can trap them. They're not going to beat them, but trap game for the cover because guess what? St. Mary's is a coming. I'm just saying. Just remember that I said that tonight, okay? <laughs> when you're crying, I mean, you're not really cares. going out on a limb. They're 25 point favorites. Hey, I am going out on a limb because that's your lock of the week. That's the one game out of every game this week that you could have taken. You said that's the for sure lock. I think we need to get back to doing repercussions for losing. I'm thinking shaving eyebrows. What do you think? No. Come uh-uh. on, dude. That's By a the way, I think, I think the hair's going soon, man. Oh, no, for DJ's getting, wedding. No, like here soon. I'm getting tired of it, too. What? It just gets annoying, man. What gets annoying? You it's, haven't even mowed your grass with it yet. I'm. It, it's winter time. That's what I'm saying. you got to wait till you... Remember? I have a riding lawnmower anyway. A- exactly. Don't you think the wind... I told you, the wind blowing through a mullet is its insane. It's something, if you haven't lived through it, you, you won't understand it. You haven't lived through it, so you don't even know if it's glorious. I'm just saying, man, I had the rat tail going on back there, and that little mullet action, even with the hair up top, so I didn't have a full mullet, but I had the dangly action going on back there. Remember? We, we couldn't cut it, and I had mine grown out for a long time. And when you're mowing that lawn, bro, and you I haven't that, cut my hair in almost a year. I know. That's the impressive. Back of it. I mean, look at this, dude. It's 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 like two inches. It's longer than two inches. <laughs> if I if I uncurl it, it almost goes to my shoulder. The curls make it way better, though. It's, every time I see it, I think of uh, oh, what's his name? I just went blank. The baseball player, Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers. It's not quite that curly. Kenny, my God, Kenny. <laughs> Whoa, could have gone without that one. That's right. All right, so. There was a pretty big game last week that we spoke about. Gave our two cents about in our in our uh, blog post. Unfortunately, one, we were supposed to call it the big game. 
I'll call it whatever I want to, Super Bowl. Snickers. Yeah. Maybe the world just needs a Super Bowl. That's right. <laughs> um, so, Chiefs, 49ers. I thought it was a good game. It was a fun game. Um, I felt bad for my for my buddies, Matt Mullins and John Iacono. Right. Uh, but, I mean, it was entertaining, which I didn't think it would be with my team not being in it. I thought I would get bored of it. But it was a good game. I thought it was a great matchup uh, as far as what could happen. And I genuinely did not know who was going to win, obviously, by my pick. But I, I genuinely didn't know who was going to win. Yeah. That's obvious by my pick. And me telling Sharp that I thought they would win a while ago. Now, if you look at what I stated was going to happen, if you go back to that, everything was coming right into play, and then the fourth quarter happened. And that's when things started to implode. For it was me. funny because, you know, I told you and Jerry Lee the same thing. Hey, just give me a quick thing. Right. And then I look at your <laughs> – I'm like, first off, he didn't even type it to me. He wrote it out. I had to because I couldn't type it on my computer at work. And then the second thing, it was – it was I think it was three chapters. It's Chicken not, scratch. Could you read it all? I could read it. Good. Um, that's what I was worried about. I changed a few things as far as wording right. went just to make it a little bit shorter. Right. But it still Which said the exact out. same it, thing. It helped it. Yeah. But, I mean, offer, offer not, you know. I know. But think about it. What did I say in there? I said San Francisco was going to win the coin toss. San Francisco was going to defer. San Francisco was going to get the ball back after the the Chiefs punted score and score the first points of the game. Now, I said score the first points of the game because I wasn't ready to say they were going to score a touchdown. I'm glad I didn't say that because it was a field goal. Now, where things went a little different than what I said was I thought the Niners would be up the rest of the game from that score. It did happen where the Chiefs went down and scored and got back up 7-3. And then obviously in the fourth quarter, they overtook the lead once again to finish as the Super Bowl champions. But it was it was looking good. <laughs> now, some of my other buddies did have a couple of bets that were not looking so good. How about the bet where it was total touchbacks in the game or return kicks? Okay. They were kicking all pooch kicks, which have has not happened very much in the playoffs if you've been watching. And so they're all landed on the 5, 10-yard line, and they're not getting returned much, so they kept rolling with it. So as the game progressed, things were getting thrown and broken, and <laughs> it was a very comical situation. Yeah. Who all went over there? Just my, my buddy's family, Zach and his wife, Tab, and then my buddy Troy and his lady friend. <laughs> and then their two daughters were... His, uh, we're watching the Puppy Bowl upstairs. Nice. Oh, and then the halftime show. Yeah, it was a good time over at John's. Uh, it was me, John, his wife, Tamara, their daughter, Hayden, and then we had Tony, Crystal, and Carmine. Did Hayden watch the halftime show? Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kept it PG then, huh? What do you mean? Commentary. Uh, n- no. Mm. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't. I <laughs> you don't, don't recall. You were so zoned in. You're like the little uh, yeah, kid on dude, the couch. Yeah, dude. Like I was just. So let's let's let's. Who won? 
between Shakira. The two. That's what I said. Not too. even close, man. So Tony was disagreeing with us. Tony, what's at wrong first, with you? But then he finally realized what we were saying. Yeah, the shake off. Yeah, we were talking about strictly in that dancing. Yeah. And he thought that Skill. we were saying that Shakira was hotter than J Lo. I ooh. It's close. I know. I, I think there's an argument to be made there. That's why I'm... But we were saying but what we were saying though is that she was crushing her. Why? So when Tony was like, You are nuts, you know, and like we're like, dude, have you been watching the same halftime show? Yeah. Like Shakira brought it, man. You know what I I was uh, taken back by why that she used a rope in one segment. That was an interesting thing. I don't, my biggest question was why did Ollie G come out and sing with her? That was very cool. I, I've got some shoes that shout, would match shout his out, outfit. Shout out to Ryan too, by the way. He's the one who said that. Ollie G. Yeah, yeah. That, I was dying when he said that. I that, don't know who that guy is, but that did look like Ollie G for yeah, real, with was, the do rag and everything. Yeah. his name's like Bad Bunny or something, but I don't know what. He sings. I for real think he played in an NBA celebrity game recently, last year. Because I know for sure Bad Bunny was on there, but I don't know if it's the same guy. I mean, what what grown man calls calls himself Bad Bunny? Hispanic rapper. It makes sense. And financial, I think he's making a little bit of money. So it was so bad. (laughs) That's bad money, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but... Do you know what the greatest part of it was? Go What's back it? and watch it. How did Shakira pull a microphone out of her hair, bro? I didn't notice it. Beautiful. Craziest thing I've ever seen in the history of halftime shows. Wouldn't want to be next year's performers. Wouldn't his name be Cognito Mayo? That's right. Yeah. I was very impressive on your part, you too. Like, you like that? You've taken a little bit of Spanish. I did. Spanish yeah. 1 and 2. Ooh. Yeah. Barely squeaked by in both of those, but hey. You know what? I want to pause a word in Spanish 1. And that means that I showed up for class on time and stayed awake in some of those classes <laughs> and got free donuts because of it. You got free donuts? That's right. From where? From the high school. I mean, where, where did they get the donuts? Uh, I think honey cream. Okay. Yeah, it was a good deal. Yeah, I mean, free donuts. All, free donuts are always good donuts. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. You can tell me a bad free donut? Yeah. Where? Have I eaten a bad free donut? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, I've, I feel like I've, you know, I've seen some moldy donuts. The moldy donut's different. I'm saying a, 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 a fresh donut that's free. You can't beat that. Well, I mean, is there such thing as a bad fresh donut even if it's not free? So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I mean, moldy anything's going to be bad. No, not blue cheese. Moldy blue cheese is terrible. Mm, delicious. You eat moldy blue cheese. Well, blue cheese is mold, bro. That's what blue cheese is. No. Yeah. Not moldy blue cheese. You're you're confused here. Like you don't leave your blue cheese out to age. Twelve year I don't, reserve. I don't eat blue cheese, so I that's know. that's where we questionable decision on your part. But you remember that Italian sandwich? That that, that Penn Station ate? No, that Penn Station gave me on accident. Ever tell you about that? Yeah. I'm gonna give you a little fill in here I had blue cheese it had on blue it. cheese on it and, it and it was fire Ooh. the sandwich was fire guess what the cheesesteak is a sandwich of the month for do you eat that one yeah because they don't call it philly that's right just as if I, th- I told you dude every time i go somewhere and they have a cheesesteak i always notice that because you brought it up to me you have to man i'm telling you it's a legitimate worldwide rule if... did you see this guy what was he doing he was holding his glasses to the ref 
<laughs> that was good. If it says Philadelphia in front of the cheesesteak, you can't order it. Or Philly. Yeah, or I've Philly. Never, I've right. never seen it called a Philadelphia cheesesteak. I've seen it called a Philly cheesesteak. Upper class. You know what I'm saying? High, high-end joints. Yeah. But if it's called a cheesesteak, I'll give it a try if I'm in the mood. So let's talk about the real part of the Super Bowl. That's right. The commercials. Boom. Which one is your favorite commercials? Well, I didn't really have any. None? I, you know, I was too busy counting the dogs. I told you I thought the intro to where the kids ran on the field was the best part See, of it. See, that one's one I need to go back and watch, I guess, because everyone kept bringing it up to me. But I guess I wasn't really paying attention. It didn't really stick out to me at all. Do you remember the game we went to that had the girl who was representing yeah. the – I didn't see her. I did. She was in the – so when they showed the kid give, her, give him the ball, the ref, Yeah. she was in the back wearing the Lamar Jackson purple jersey. I kept trying number. to look for her, and I was yeah. telling them the story. But great story, but I didn't see her. Yeah, her back was to the kid, but you could see the Lamar Jackson jersey. Yeah. Good football player, too. Yes, she was. So what what were your favorites? So I wrote down a couple. Good. Uh, I got one, two, three, four. I actually got five. Boom. Any locks for favorite? Oh, man. You know what we were talking about? I, I say that because, so there's reigns of dom- dominance, excuse me, in these Super Bowl generations. At one point in time, Budweiser was the commercial, right? I feel like it was, yeah. And then With there the was- frogs? Just in general. Do you remember I mean, the, the Clydesdale Bud horses? Why, sir? Yeah. Of course, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that was that was the king for the longest, dude. But then, wasn't that? <laughs> <laughs> that them too, or was that? But I think it was Bud uh, yeah. Budweiser. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was Super Bowl, but I know that was a Budweiser commercial. And then I feel like Cheetos had a little bit of a run. Who else has had runs? I don't know who else. Pepsi and Coke have always tried to get in there. Doritos, man. Doritos has. Yep. Yeah. So you've got power players involved, and so, guess guess who's the new power player to the show? Daryl Isaacs. <laughs> Daryl Isaacs, <laughs> dude, that commercial was so bad. Every year, though, last year was the same way. It's so bad, it's memorable. It's like the Melito thing, except for a different strategy. Is that a national commercial? I think it was. Dude, it was so bad. Ever since he got hit by that truck, man, he's blown up. <laughs> it, ever since Jack Harlow put it in, put him in his song. That's right. No, put him on the stage. He put him on stage both nights too. Yeah. I, so we played with somebody last Saturday. You get get ready for your segment here. Go into it deep and heavy. But we were joking, saying it was Jack Harlow's little brother. Yeah. And so I was jokingly saying it was Jeffrey Harlow. <laughs> you kept calling him Jeffrey Harlow. Jeff Harlow. So huh? at, at halftime, he was on his cell phone there, and the guy was like, "You texting your old lady, bro?" He's like, "What? What are you talking about, man? Why are you even asking me that? What is going on?" Like, Jeffrey, calm down, Jeffrey. Calm down. <laughs> Don't know what the kid's name was. He, he was getting mad though. He was getting very mad. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so. Let's see. I'll go from least to best. All right, good. I like that idea. Uh, least, uh, least of my favorite stuff. The Jeep commercial with Groundhog Day. Okay, that one was a pretty good one with uh, Bill Murray. I thought that one was really good. Yep. And I thought it was terrible kinda, truck though. I thought it was ironic because you brought up Groundhog Day in that thing. Right. And then I brought. I had that written down already. Um, yeah, the, Troy's lady friend mentioned that he was in Groundhog Day, and everybody went, what? And then uh, we said, we were only three years old when that movie came out. It didn't no, go over I've so seen, well. The movie's a great movie. Yeah, but it didn't go so yeah. well whenever they said that to her. <laughs> uh, the next one I said, was, hey, you're uh, J-Lo's age. This one set a lot of people off because they were like, oh, my gosh. 
I can't believe he's doing this right now. The Hulu commercial. Oh, Brady. With Tom Brady. Well, I think what set it off was that... Everyone thought he was announcing he was leaving. I think it was just the subliminal subliminal, subliminal point before where he posted and nobody knew what it was. Yeah. So everybody's trying to figure out what it was. Genius. No, nope. I didn't tell you, though, that John texted me during our episode last week and sent me that picture. He goes, what's going on here, Brandon? Where's Brady going? And then it came out. <laughs> I had it was seen just, it. I saw it that night. I didn't see it during our podcast, but I, yeah. I saw it. And I thought, that is interesting. He said, I sent it to you just because I wanted to hear you freak out whenever you were recording. Right. But no, I didn't. I didn't. I try not to react to too many things unless it's about something that we're talking about uh, on here when someone texts me about it. Right. But yeah, it was. <laughs> It was pretty good. So more of the story, though, he's staying. Is that what he said? I didn't. I didn't. No, get it was it. just uh, he was talking about Hulu. But every when he's starting to talk, it's like you know I've done all this here and that. And Matt said that he was at his house with Jennifer and her sister, and he was like, "Shut up, he's doing this right now." <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan said he did the same thing apparently. So I thought that's pretty funny to hear from both of my brothers. Or from I thought two of it my ended up there. being a hint that he was staying, though. That's what I mean. I it heard. did. It did definitely sound like that. But I don't know. I would I would love for him to stay. Obviously, yeah, I'd be shocked for obvious reasons. But uh, after that, he did just buy a house in Las Vegas. Yeah. After that, I'd probably go the Jason Momoa commercial. Okay, another good one. We talked about this the other night where he takes all of his body parts off. I thought it was mimosa. He's drinking M- mimosa. Momoa. Right. I think is how you say it. I may be saying his last name incorrectly, but that's the way it was spelled as Momoa. Well, depending on which one's going to fight you, you might be in trouble. If it's the one from the commercial, I think you got it. But if <laughs> it's the one in real life, you might be in trouble. Yes. Um, the last two are tough for me to choose my favorites, so I'm just going to say 1A and 1B. Yeah. Um, I'm the, wondering if I'll remember these. The Google commercial, where it was one of the first commercials. And the reason why it's one of my favorites is because it actually struck emotions with me. Oh, uh, terrible! Was, terrible see, commercial. I figured you would you would take that route. I remember it. It was so man. It was. It, it's definitely a tearjerker. Yeah, but I never said the old lady was dead. Yeah, it did. It pretty much said she was. No, we all knew it, but it yeah, never said it was. This I lady. mean, do you want them to say, "Yeah, she's dead"? I need to closure, bro. You need to closure. You see, you did like the commercial. <laughs> no, I you, hated you did. It. No, you're right. You didn't like. It. You loved the commercial. It like was eleven point two million dollars. That was the sixty second commercial, wasn't it? Probably. I watched it again today. Oh. I can't lie to you. I cried. Yeah, because now you knew that there's a good chance that she was no longer with us. Well, I mean, it just brought back the emotion again. All right. I'm not going to lie to you, though, man. This other one made me cry, too, but I think you'll actually appreciate the other one. Oh, I don't remember. Josh Jacobs' commercial. Yeah, that was... A- it was such a good commercial. If you guys didn't see it, it was the Kia commercial. And for those of you that don't know who Josh Jacobs is, he was the third-string running back for Alabama, I believe. I think that so. That is now the starter for Oakland and grew up and was homeless in some points. And had a really great year. Yes, fantastic year. If he's in any other class, he probably wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. But there's this class was loaded when it comes to uh, great rookies. And talks about if I could go back and talk to my younger self, I would tell him, you know, he just talks about being homeless, talks about, you know, football field being his sanctuary and stuff. I just thought it was a great commercial. And then he walked out onto the field in this Oakland jersey, or Vegas Raiders jersey, what did I say Raiders jersey? 
I don't know. I thought it was a great commercial. Was there two versions of him where essentially it was showing the same thing, but he was saying different things? He was talking to himself as a kid. Right. So he was driving his kid self to practice. Right. But was there two different versions of it? Do you know what I'm saying? Like I thought at one point I had seen it and he was saying something different. It was the same more of the story. I don't think so. Okay. I, I haven't I haven't seen a different version at least. Okay. I I remember seeing it, but I thought I saw it twice and I thought the second one I liked a little bit better because the second one just struck home a little bit more. Maybe I didn't see the first one and only saw that one. But I could be whenever I looked up the top 10 commercials that and watched it again, that was the one that I just said was the one that was on was on there. Yeah. Where they, you know, he talked about him being homeless and and all that stuff, and it shows the kid running, and like carrying his helmet, yeah, going the pads on the field, yeah, yeah. It was such a good commercial. I thought it was very well made, and I didn't, I didn't expect it to be honest with you. Whenever it first came on, but I thought it was great. The interesting thing to me is, I do think it was a great story and a great commercial. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't remember what company it was for. So Kia. that's yeah. yeah, that's the problem with that commercial is you know, until you told me it was for Kia, I didn't. I remember. don't remember what. The Momoa, Momoa commercial was for? I think it was multiple different. It was uh, Procter & Gamble products, wasn't it? Maybe. I mean, I did remember all the other ones, though. Google, Hulu, Jeep, and then Josh Jacobs was Kia. Right. Yeah, the Jeep one I remember as well, too. Yeah, it was plastered everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that was my favorite commercials. Well, I've got some fun bonus facts for you about the Super Bowl as well, too, because you know I like the facts. Super Bowl actually had record set in it, and that was the most rushing yards by a wide receiver. Only 53. I mean, I guess wide receivers don't rush the ball that often. But shout-out to Debo Samuel for breaking that record. There was also records that were tied. How about most touchdowns in one quarter by a player? That was Damian Williams with two. Uh, shocker, Vegas wins again. Nevada Sportbooks won $18.7 million off of a $154.6 million bet on Super Bowl 54. And then my feel-good story along with your Josh Jacobs story. How about the volunteers who rescued almost 30,000 pounds of unused food from the Hard Rock Stadium? And that'll go to five local area shelters. And some of this food includes stuff as good as beef tenderloins, barbecue chicken, wings, ribs, and charcuterie plates. I didn't see this. Yeah, great story. Did you see the other great story that came from it? What? That's the first year they've done that, by the way, for the Super Bowl. The the Chiefs player that went and paid for all the adoption fees for all the uh, pets in the Kansas City... uh, Clinics or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't see it. That's, I mean, that's great. I did see... Hopefully it'll get some people to go out and adopt some dogs that are in shelters that need homes. Yeah. On a not-so-great thing, I did see the Kansas City Chiefs parade had some interesting events that took place. The car driving in the middle of it. First of all, you had a police chase. Yep. <laughs> Second of all, you had a guy who fell out of a tree and lost his britches in the process. That must have been what I uh, was just sent just a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was a TikTok, and there was a guy laying on the ground. So it, Kansas City gets a little weird when they don't have their barbecue, I guess. Is that is that it right there? Or is uh, that something different? I think maybe? that might be that might be it, but I thought he was wearing red. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm not going to watch it on here. Right. Because <laughs> sometimes the stuff that that person sends me – has some colorful language in it. Could get a little interesting. Yeah, so we don't want to play that on here. All right. 
but the uh, overall the game, I thought the game was very good. I thought uh, for the second time in the past four years, uh, a running back was ripped off when it comes to the MVP. I agree. I mean, the last time was when Brady won it over James White in the comeback game against the Falcons. There was a hundred percent. I'm not just saying that because I like I I thought for there was no way that James White wouldn't win it. And, and yesterday or Sunday, I thought there was no way that Damian Williams wouldn't win it. And Damian Williams, what do you have? Two touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I mean, and a dude balled the whole game. Yeah, hundred and four yeah. yards on seventeen carries, two touchdowns, twenty nine receiving yards. Yeah, he played really well. I don't know it. What's the what's got to happen? The the quarterback throw five interceptions to not get the MVP. Yeah, he threw two of them, right? Yeah, I mean I, I, he didn't deserve it. There there for a while, I was texting people like he don't look like he 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 was shook. Yeah, and they did what they always do. The fourth quarter, he came and he played and he did what he needed to do. But even early on in the fourth, he had a couple of passes that were not Mahomes like. And hey, he just. Your your guy that you pick for MVP. I'm telling you, if the 49ers won, he probably wins MVP because Maybe. he was in on every play. He changed that game completely, and I don't know if it was they just started quick striking and not letting him get to him. I guess I haven't gone back and watched. No huddle. Yeah, but like he was getting to him every play, and if he wasn't getting to him, he was being held, whether it was called or not. He was getting held. Almost every play. Yeah, so I saw a stat. The uh, referee group was the group that threw the least amount of flags in the NFL this year. So there was somebody who they were actually like 32% less likely to throw a flag than, I mean, 17% less likely than everybody here's else. The, here's the thing, and I think you'll agree with this, and I think most everyone will agree with That's this. That's what you want in the Super Bowl. It's, not only that, as long as you're consistent on both sides, right? I'm fine with that 100%. As long as it's consistent on both sides. Okay, I'm not making this call over here. Or, you know, we're not calling it that tight over here. I'm not calling it that tight over there. It's, it's fine. I Just agree. be consistent. I'm totally fine with it. I'd always rather them see error on the side of let them play. And I'm like you. If you're calling it even both ways, I'm okay with it. But if you're calling it super tight and it's still even, I'm not a huge fan. Or if you're calling it super tight and then the second half you start calling it super loose, then I'm going to be really pissed. Yeah. But uh, Louisville had two games since we last spoke. Uh, Saturday was an absolute just domination of a team that I was pretty nervous going into because it was on the road. And sometimes you've seen this team play really well, and then sometimes you've seen this team, like Saturday, play really bad. Yeah. I think they've been playing more really bad lately than really good. Yeah. So Louisville goes into NC State. McMahon comes out with a strong first half, shoots six for six from the three-point line in the first half. Yeah. And only one of them hits the rim. I don't know if you saw that, but only one of them hit the rim. Um, we're a struggle from the field, but guess what? We still beat them by 20 points. Handily. It was, yeah. We just, we beat the brakes off of them. Uh, it was a, uh, the best way to put it, man, is we got a quad one win on the road with our best player only scoring like nine points. That's, I mean, that's exactly what you want to happen. And NC State's on the point where I think you're starting to get into the bubble conversation, and I think they're on the bubble right now. And so they were needing a big resume win. And like you said, at their home court, you've got some interesting matchups coming up. That could have been one that you let slide. They look locked in and ready to go. Yeah, it was – I was nervous for the game, and then as the game started going, 
I was like, all right, well, McMahon's showing up. Which I'm, is amazing because that's not who you expected. No, and that's the, that's the thing about us, man, is it seems like Wara usually plays well almost every game. He's had his, he's had his definitely had his moments this season when he hasn't. But it seems like when we're down, we have that one guy that just comes out and like he's done it, David Johnson in the Duke game. Uh, I think Enoch did it last yeah. night. Enoch played really well in spurts, but I mean we had six guys in double digits last night. Yeah, that that game. Good. I mean, we'll just go ahead and talk about it. So six six players in double digits. We got out fifteen points with about two and a half minutes left in the first half, and we actually got down fifteen points a couple times in the first half. And I told Parker, I was like, "Look, man." Most of these shots are contested. There are definitely some of them that are open. They're hitting great shots in a lot of these times. Yeah. At some point, either they're going to just stick to this and they're going to be like that Villanova team that beat, uh, who was it, Houston in, or Georgetown or whatever it was in the championship. I think it was Houston. Or uh, Villanova, yeah, they beat. Who did Villanova beat? I think it was Georgetown that they beat because they played them in the Big East. Where they shot like seventy something percent from the field for the whole game. Okay, because like, I didn't know when you were talking about. So, like, it, either it's going to be one of those games, and you just throw your hands up and be like, "Look, they didn't miss shots." Right. They shot sixty percent from the field in the first half. Most of the shots were contested. Again, there were some open shots, but I don't know. At some point, I was like, "They're going to start slowing down." Goes into half. It was one of those things. I was also telling someone today was just like, "Just get to the locker room." Get into the locker room, settle down, let that team cool off some. Because they were hitting some shots, and it's like, what? Like, this dude doesn't do this. Yeah, Wake Forest does not impress me on paper. And so we come out of the second half, and this absolute dominate. I'll score 52 to 30 in the second half. Um, took the lead on a Jordan Moore uh, breakaway dunk, and then pulled away with a. Kind of took or took the lead and extended it with a four point play from McMahon. Right, so, but it you could feel the tide turning well before that. I mean, even oh yeah. when they got it down to twelve, you didn't really feel it the needle moving because uh, it hovered around twelve for a couple of possessions, and then all of a sudden it got down to ten, and that's when the fire. I mean, defensive pressure was way up, so that was like eighteen minutes to go in the game. Um, and, and I feel like the referees stopped being terrible. They were so bad in the first half. It was I, I told you it was a game that I didn't even want to watch as far as like the way it was refed and it there were a lot of fouls. It was there was one that kind of was the epitome of the whole night and Perry was playing great defense up top, and then it was a secondary drive where the guy kind of made a move and drove again, and then Perry's got his lower body into him and he's riding him and it's not riding him it's like he's bumping him with his lower body and his hands are up but it's clearly a foul and so that's kind of how it was most of the game for me I was just like man these aren't ticky tacky they are fouls but it's like I think as a ref you got to tell them what they're doing to help the game flow yeah absolutely in a proper manner but I don't know not fun game to watch for me no, I mean, it, I I definitely can see where you're coming from because if, like, if roles are reversed and there's a North Carolina game on, I'm probably doing the same thing you're doing, flipping it back and forth. Yeah, because it's it's not fun to watch when it's not your team. Well, Absolutely. I, even I mean, when it is your team, there's a flow to the game, and you're gonna be locked in. You're still gonna watch it, but make being fun, even if it is your team, it's not fun to me. Yeah, I mean, Louisville at one point went on an 18 to five run. Yeah, and that had to have been that run that I was talking about right there, right? Yeah, I believe it was. 
And Ryan McMahon's four-point play, you want to guess the last person to do one of those for Louisville? No. And when it was? I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell. Right right class. They came in the same class. Mm, I don't remember. Dangadale in 2017, February Dangadale. 11th, 2017, was the last four-point play for Louisville. Yeah. And it was this one was not even questionable. He got pummeled. <laughs> yeah, he got he got absolutely blasted yeah. and hit the shot. How, how about the war of flat footed three? That was an odd one. I, <laughs> the thing was, they showed the angle. I don't know what angle you had there, but it wasn't even close to being a foul. So I was, if we're just from where we're looking, it was like right here. Yeah. So I'm on where we sat for that game. Yeah. I was two sections over to the right. So the angle you had, it might have looked like there was contact, though, didn't it? It looked like there could have been. Right. That but, angle, based on the angle that you're telling me, it definitely probably looked. But then that's whenever like I watched the, the video, angle. I was like, hey, no one touched him. Yeah. He well, was he was expecting it. Yeah. He was definitely playing for it, but, yeah, he didn't get touched. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, a win's a win. You, you don't like getting down like that. That is the one thing that I feel like – could hurt this team at some point if they keep doing it. I also think Williams isn't right still. I think I, I don't know if it's the soreness is wearing him out faster because there was two games last night he looked at times he looked atrocious and I don't like saying that but like he just it he looked terrible because he was he looked worn out like he just looked gassed the entire game. To me, even more than gassed, it doesn't look like his mobility is there, and then also it looks like his shot is affected by that. But then the game before that, I, the, the two games before that, even with the knee braces, I thought he looked good. Yeah. But last night, no, he did not look like the same player at all. No. And I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe he's not practicing because of his knee, and it's wearing on his, uh, right, his conditioning. I don't know what it is, but yeah, he didn't. I agree with you 100. percent He did not look good last night. But I think he's a key piece. Obviously, you've got depth oh, yeah. at other positions, so defensively you all need to come out and play because offensively you, you've got like you said somebody who will be capable of stepping up and exposing a mismatch i think fresh played really well last night as well too so that's a good sign for you all oh, to yeah. have multiple options at point guard um just don't turn the ball over whoever is there that's going to be the key yes well we've got a big game on saturday they play virginia at four o'clock yep at home um hopefully we can get off the virginia snub or whatever you snide i guess you would say because i don't remember the last time we beat virginia virginia's starting to play better basketball again they're starting to realize their identity i mean as virginia has the last couple of years you know exactly what it is the first team to 60 is gonna win for sure and if you don't get to 60 virginia's probably beating you yeah but with that being said they're learning each other's roles and um the guard was a kia you... Uh, I can't. I can't think of how to say it, but yeah, the yeah, yeah. Key, I can't think how to say it. Whatever it is, he's he's got to be their scoring punch. Diakite stepped up this year as well too, and added some scoring. I mean, would you say he's the most improved player in the ACC? Diakite? Yeah, I think he he came on late towards the end of the year, so uh, it's tough to say. What, it's either from... him or the big guy from Wake. I would feel like Sars. Yeah, Sar. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see. Olivia Sar is that his name? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he, I don't know. He he got himself in foul trouble last night, had a couple of ticky-tackies. Yeah. 
But, yeah, the ACC's down this year, obviously. So if you can get a win, it'll be interesting. I think North Carolina has a tough game this weekend, too. They're playing Duke. And I love how ESPN, have you seen that, has been selling the game as a game yeah, that never. Yeah, I've been seeing it, man, because we still don't have a college game day here ever. But have you seen how it says the game that never disappoints? Is that That's their selling point? I got bad news for you. This is coming from a diehard North Carolina fan. This this game might disappoint me. <laughs> Needless to say, I they're, don't think I'll it's tell you this, man. One. They're trying their hardest to sell this game. Right. Because, I mean, I flipped it on here, and they were talking about the Duke-North Carolina game. Right. It's like, dude, outside of their two fan bases, no one cares about that game this year. I think there are still it's always the North Carolina-Duke uh, game. I mean, there will always be people who will watch it. With that being said, and you know, there's not much to sell. You got to sell the history for this game, <laughs> and that's the coaches involved. None of these players have really had. I mean, Garrison Brooks has had some battles. Brandon Robinson is a senior. Obviously, he's been there, and then a lot of Duke is younger guys as well, too. So let me ask you this: What yeah. do you think of the jerseys? Yeah, the jerseys are nice. I, I still think I was looking at this the other day for Carolina. You got to go with the classics with the argyle on the side. That has to be my all-time favorite. But also there was one, Marcus Page, or maybe the year after, where the back middle of the jersey, there's like laser etched in the Ramsey Ram on there and stuff. Those are probably my second So you favorite. saw the ones they're dropping just for this game? Yes. That looks like a practice uniform? Yeah, it's not. That's what I'm I saying. I love the color. I love the color. Yeah. But I definitely think they could have done a little bit more with that front. Yeah, a lot of people are trying to go with the old school vibe, and to me, less is more philosophy uh i'm not a fan it doesn't work in all in all things because no. I, I think i i love the old uh oh. like half cursive north carolina one right i yeah. love that yeah that's I, a good I, one too. i love that one well it's just carolina it doesn't say north on it i thought uh i thought one of them did i think the one that you're talking about is the angled carolina that's all in cursive right no it's i'm pretty sure i thought it said north and then carolina under here under. It was him. i may be wrong about that Jordan's just said it in block in block uh, letters, though, right? Right. And that was the that was the jersey for the longest time. Yeah, with the heel on the side of the shorts. I mean, and or even like if you're gonna do something like that, where you're just gonna put one thing on the front, yeah. make it the the logo, or make it one of your mascots. I think it's unique per team. I think the North Carolina makes sense. I mean, because you can put. It's amazing how you can have a jersey and you never really think about it, but you can do so many different things. Like oh, the, yeah. the style of font will change it, the angle of the lettering on it, the size of the lettering on it, how the lettering is placed compared to the numbers. I definitely am one of the guys who you have to have the jersey number on both the front and the back. Like I, I hate the ones that some of them in the past have had smaller numbers on the front or something like that. To, but this one doesn't have the numbers at all in the front. I know. And to me, that just irritates me. That's why I'm saying you have to do it. So, I don't know. I, I understand why they bring out new jerseys financially. All-star jerseys are terrible to me, too. Like, the actual all-star game ones, there's yeah. some things in there that make sense. When you look at the subtle details on the jersey, it's supposed to have to do with the Chicago tram system or whatever it is, the E-train or the e L-train, L train, whatever yeah. it is. But then the uh, World versus USA jerseys, I do like those. I like the World jerseys. And then the other um, jerseys involved, I hate them. I mean, they look terrible to me. <laughs> I don't think I've seen them. 
But I mean, I I would love to see what's Ramsey. Is that his name? Yeah, is? that's the mascot's I, name. I'd love to see like instead of that NC, just that big old school Ramsey on the front. Yeah, that's my favorite Carolina logo. I mean, that's that's the one that I'll always have an affinity for. I, I don't know how it look. I I still think you got to have numbers on the front. So yeah. I think that's why the wording makes sense. I, I don't think you have to do North number Carolina on the bottom, but. That's kind of how I like it as well, too, with the numbers in the middle there. And and I also like the cursive font, but that's just my opinion. I like the Argyle on the side, cursive font. I do like the colors, though. Yeah. Because it's not even – like, I feel like it's almost like a denim. Yeah, it's, it's – A denim of North Carolina blue. It's Remember the shirts that we had that we were talking about, that denim colorway or whatever? It's not that same color, but it's okay. not a – like, to me, it doesn't have a Carolina vibe to it. Yeah. I like the jer- I like the the color of the jerseys. I feel like they could have done a little bit more. And yeah. then uh, I forgot. To, did you see the uh, the jerseys that they that or the uh, warm up thing that Louisville wore last night? No, they it was uh, celebrate celebrate Black History, and it was a Donovan Mitchell shirt. Okay, I have to show you after we get off. It's pretty cool though. I, sh- I retweeted it, but you're not on Twitter. No, um, allegedly, <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess that brings us to our power moves. Boom. I got a couple for you, so I'll start in. How many you got? I got I got one. Good. I, I, I got, got one power move and two beefs. I got three power moves. Now, my first one was we already broke down the halftime show. Uh, like I, I'm just going to leave you with one thing. Wouldn't want to be you next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, I, a good, that's a good point. Yeah. That's all I got to say. So, wouldn't want to be you next year. Now, also, another one we got to give a shout-out while I'm doing it to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think we already broke this all down, but I think – the offensive line, in my opinion, even though there was pressure, they held up. Uh, think about it, They didn't have that many sacks. I, I forget the exact statistic, but not many sacks. The defense slowed the run game. Now, in my opinion, also Shanahan didn't do a great job in the game, but that's neither here nor there. Shout out to Andy Reid, finally getting a Super Bowl championship, as well as win number 222 in his career. Uh, how about Mahomes, who played terribly? I wouldn't say terribly, played poorly. But the amazing thing is he played poorly and he still did enough to win MVP. You know what I mean? That that just is insane to me. Uh, Damian Williams, we already gave him a shout-out and gave his stats. 17 carries, 104 yards, two touchdowns, 29 receiving yards. And that defensive line had more sacks than 49ers did. That, that was the stat I was looking wow. for. One sack 49ers had all game. So the playmakers made big plays, too. Got to give a shout-out to Hill, Watkins, and Kelsey. But overall, I mean, Kansas City just looked like the better team straight up. also got a shout-out to Deion Yelder. Yeah. From Louisville. Went to Southern. Go for it. No, I was adding it to it because that wasn't my power move. I don't, but I was saying But he went to Southern. uh, That Moore team that I coached for, I coached against him. Uh, And I remember as soon as I saw his face, I remembered him. Because I'm weird like that, and I remember faces. Yeah, like that's I, not weird. Well, it. What position people, did the guy, the kid, play? I didn't remember his name. When tight you said end. It. He's back up. He was the okay. back end tight end for the Chiefs. Okay. He caught a touchdown in the AFC Championship game. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I just remember him whenever uh, we were playing against Southern. That I just remember seeing him like, that's a big old dude. Yeah. And he didn't start playing football until that year. Really? Yeah, and then he went to WKU, and. Um, didn't get drafted, went to the Saints, and then uh, caught on with the Chiefs, won a Super Bowl. I like stories like that. And then, obviously, local guys, uh, you got to support them. Yeah. 
So I'm sure he'll get a sign here pretty soon. Up, so. on, up on Sadler School. Because Phil Sims has one. <laughs> On the side of Southern. Did you know did you know Phil Simmons on the Southern? I think you've told me that before, but I didn't know he had a sign on it. Yeah, it's like one of the it's like Phil's Louisville or I think it says like Phil's Southern High School. Oh yeah. It's one of those schools. Yeah, I see. What you're or one of those signs. Yeah. Uh so my power move is actually one that um I think people that played sports and or I guess it could really be anybody. I don't want to pigeonhole anyone and say that no one would really agree with me but i'm sure there's some people that may disagree with me because i can think of two people that at least that did oh my power move goes to dylan brooks a young player for the memphis grizzlies that was not afraid to call out a veteran yeah uh dylan brooks says i can't wait till we find a way to trade him so we can play him and show him what memphis is really about and he's referencing andre iguodala and Iggy choosing not to play with the Grizzlies this year. Yeah, set out, what, 30 games? No, 40. 40 games to, I guess, prove a point that he didn't want to play there. And they, then and then wanted to come out and say, well, I have love for those guys, but they're just not cut like we were. Right. Which makes absolute zero sense because you, to me, showed me that you are not cut like any of those players that you wanted to reference. Here's what happened. The Warriors traded him there thinking that they were going to do a, a cut. They were going to cut him, and then he was going to re-sign with the Warriors again. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Yeah, so, oh, I didn't get cut like I wanted to be and go play with my friends again, so I'm just going to sit here and pout and not play. No. Quit being a bum and play the game. If you don't <laughs> want to play, then retire. I think he would have fit in well with uh, Philadelphia not being able to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like I loved Iguodala when he was in Philadelphia. I never understood the the uh, Finals MVP he got for shutting down LeBron in air quotes here, who averaged like over thirty a game in that series. But um, I liked Iguodala. I thought he worked hard. He didn't talk trash like a lot of the Warriors team did. Um, so like this, this didn't make sense. And then for Job ja Morant to come out and post that picture as well. Did you see that? Uh, I saw somebody else put something on there, yeah, but I didn't see a Steph picture. Steph put out a picture of Iguodala with the finals trophy, with the finals MVP trophy in his hand. Yeah. So John ja Morant put the picture of Kevin Durant with the finals MVP trophy in his hand as well, uh -huh. with the emoji telling him to be quiet. Okay. So. so I saw the altercation that took place after that where he said he respects Steph Curry, but he isn't afraid of him. Yes. He said he'll always be a fan of him, too, but he, he isn't afraid of him. Which is interesting to me because that's, once again, that's kind of the mentality that Memphis has taken. They've got back to the grit and grind way. And I, I'm telling you right now, this Memphis team is an interesting team as far as moving forward, especially with the trades that took place today. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening with that. But last power move for you. Did you have anything you wanted to add, add to that? I just got to give it, gotta give it do some respect for it. You know, not hiding behind anything and, you know, coming out and saying what he really felt. and Yeah. Dylan Brooks has done that multiple times. That's the one thing I'll say. Uh, doesn't doesn't shock me that out of everybody there, it ended up coming from Dylan Brooks' mouth and then the other guys kind of jumped on the bandwagon. You know what I mean? Last, last power move. Uh, got a couple of past power moves that have involved litigation, so to speak. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We we got old Bobby Kraft. Be, beat the case, Bobby Kraft. Well, got another one for you. How about beat the case, Gritty? You know who Gritty is? Gritty's the uh, mascot 
for the Philadelphia Flyers, the hockey team for all you NHL Is this the one fans. that beat up that kid? That's right. He did not beat up the kid. He beat the case is what he did. So shout out to Gritty beating the case. Give you the backstory. A Philadelphia Flyers mascot was accused of punching a child, right? So it was an autograph or a photo session. Kid playfully hits Gritty on the head. Allegedly, Gritty chases the child down and punches him in the back. Now, the dad of the kid ended up taking him to a chiropractor. And the chiro- Now, why a chiropractor? I don't know. But the chiropractor ends up saying that the kid has a bruise. That was the extent of the injury, right? <laughs> so the dad pursues litigation, sues the organization. They do an investigation. And guess what, my friend? There ain't no evidence. Uh, no video evidence. Did not happen. My guy Gritty, back in action, beating up little children. Take that as you will. Don't go to a hockey game if you ain't ready to get punched, little kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Gritty in general is a very interesting mascot. If you haven't seen him, be great to look Gritty up. It'd be a good time to do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. How many beefs you got? Four. Really? Yeah. All right, I got one. I'll start with my simple one then. Video you got. I got two. I'm sorry, I got two. Good. I got I got a video you got to look up. Dejan Giroux uh, biting Cincinnati players during the loss um, during a loose ball on Saturday. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, so you got to look that up. The original angle I had didn't look like he actually bit him, but hey, man, can't biting. What is this? Mike Tyson biting doesn't really have any place in basketball. <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought you were still going to say something. No. No, a... I thought you were going to do two. You want me to do two? I'll go for my second one as well, too, then. How about I've got a beef with the bad beats in the Super Bowl? How about Demi Lovato? I had her at about a minute and 53 seconds. Uh, yeah. Like you said, we had it at different times, minute and 56 seconds. Somewhere I mean, we in both that had her under two. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was for sure under a minute and 59 seconds. Now, also the touchbacks, in which I mentioned earlier. So that bet was the total kick returns over under five, and they were all pooch kicks. Now, it worked out great for him. Obviously, strategic play. As far as the betters, didn't go so well for you. The best one out of all of them, I don't know if you saw this, but Mahomes rushing yards. So that was bet all over. Started at 27.5, went up to like 36.5 because everybody was taking the over, right? I had it at 30.5 yards in the game. Now, he was up and had 44 yards at the end of the game. I'm I'm thinking it's over. I, I don't know what I'm doing thinking it's over because guess what? The end of the game comes, and guess what he's got to do? He's got to take a couple of knees. Now, why he takes five-yard losses on each (laughs) one of those plays baffles me. But more of the story, he takes three knees, loses 15 yards, and what's he finish with? 29 yards. So does not cover my over bet. Now, 75% of bettors took the over. Vegas won a lot of money off that one. So my beef, I didn't get to watch the game last night because I was in attendance. Yeah. Watching on TV, I guess you would say. Which um, sounded like was a great thing to do because uh, there was a guy commentating on the game that I'm not really a big fan of. Mr. Dan Dockage. Damn. Mr. Dan Dockage. Mr. Dan Dockage uh, was com- commentating the game last night. And... Uh, they're in the game. 
they flashed David Padgett, who will always be a legend um, at the university for not only his play, but for stepping in and taking over a team that he didn't have to do. He could have walked away and said, no, I don't want any part of this. Tough position. Yes. Did it and almost got that team to the tournament. You know, got some got some good wins. Also had some heartbreaking losses, but still did his best. So that, that, that guy is very beloved when it comes to the University of Louisville fans. In his first head coaching position. Yes. So apparently during the broadcast... Dan Dockage not only calls him the wrong name, but he calls him Scott Padgett. And for those of you that are counting at home, Scott Padgett played for Kentucky. So not only did you call him the wrong name, but you called him a Kentucky player. So that's one of my beefs is with Mr. Dan Dockage. Not knowing the name of a person that coached there for a full year as the head coach and was the assistant for three to four years before that. Yeah. Classic power move on Dan's part. Took a page out of my book, didn't he? Uh, I, I guess. If you butcher names that bad. You got to watch Dan in the uh, TBT tournament. He's one of the most passionate dudes, and I think he loves that TBT tournament. And look what that TBT tournament did. Now they've changed the format of the All-Star game. Nobody else had done that before in the past that I know of with an with, um, ending game situation like that. Now the NBA All-Star Game has taken what the TBT has done and put their own spin on it. Now I've got a couple more power moves. Do you got one you want to end with? Uh, it doesn't matter if I end with it. You can If you got one you think you should end with, we can do that. All right, well, I'll go with my two first. We'll go with beef with myself. So beef with myself is assuming that the Super Bowl MVP would always go to the quarterback. We touched on this earlier. Not true. So I got some stats for you because you know I like factual evidence. Ten of the last 14 MVP have been quarterbacks, but 18 of the last 40 were not. Now, there was even a span, an eight-year span, that we saw seven of eight Super Bowl MVPs play a different position. Um, That would have been three defensive players as well, too, during that prime. So, yeah, recently it's been a lot of quarterbacks, but to assume automatically that it's always going to be a quarterback, not the case. Did Williams get robbed this year? Yes. Would I take the bet that I took with Bosa getting plus 2,000 again? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a bad bet after watching that game. No. I mean, the way that guy played, I, like I said, if, if they won, I definitely think he would have been in the conversation. I hope so. I mean, plus 2,000 was too good to pass up. That's the way I look at it. And then last one for you as well, too. We're we're going deep. Real deep. So deep that we're going rule one, section 22, article 7, clause B deep. You know what I'm saying? You you get that deep ever? Uh, No. And I'm referring to the NCAA rule that prohibits college athletes from wearing jerseys with the digits 6, 7, 8, and 9 on them. <laughs> had to bring this into the beef because... Let me ask, did you know that rule until I told you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had... Because uh, someone didn't know that rule 
And then I told them, man, they were like, I don't think that's true. And then they looked it up. Well, at one point in time, it wasn't a rule. So it it isn't a super modern rule, but it also isn't from the beginning of the NCAA origin as well, too. Just a terrible jersey overall. Now, I'm going to be 100% honest. I still don't know the true reason why it is a rule. I've always heard because of the hand signals and the ref giving the number to the scores table. I'm not buying it. We're at a day and age where you should be able to have technology needed to do something different to where they can tell what you're saying with that being said it's still a major beef the reason why is because think about it obviously any number over 55 is automatically out of the equation right because you can't have anything over 55 now what that does is that leaves approximately 37 jersey numbers that could be allowed per that rule okay now you go into schools like a ucla like a Michigan State, that both have 10 jersey numbers retired. You get into the second tier of them, like a North Carolina that has seven, U of L that has four or five even, too, in that mix. And then you add 13 to 15 players per year. You know, you got 13 roster spots, but typically you got two additional guys who may be redshirt, whatever they may do, still on the bench, probably not in jersey, but they should have a jersey ready in case somebody gets injured. And you bring 37 jerseys minus 10 jerseys that are retired at a school like UCLA. That leaves you 27 jerseys, right? And then you take out 15 players that year, and you only have 12 different options left. To me, it's an outdated rule. Makes no sense. Now, the one power move I want to add to the beef is Kansas. Kansas does it the right way. So Kansas actually doesn't retire jersey numbers. Instead, they retire the actual jerseys. Now, That's what Louisville does. It's a, well, the, Louisville you, doesn't have any numbers retired. Yeah, from what I saw, they have four or five. Branch, have, those are those are jerseys. I heard that the numbers were retired. You couldn't wear those numbers anymore. I could. You would know better than I do. So I trust your judgment. But in my opinion, I mean, at, at Carolina, there's numbers that you'll never see worn again. Twenty-three. Yeah, obviously, there's six other ones. Um, there's actually eight total retired, 50? but one of them is somebody who wasn't a uh, player. Is one of them 50? Uh, can people wear Hansbro's number? No. They cannot, and rightfully so. Yeah. Because he earned his stripes. Yes. I ble- I, I liked Hansbro. Psycho T. That's how we refer to him. So, my last beef... Um, I set a uh, parlay in on mm. Monday. Parlay. And it was a $10 bet. Yeah. On, I think, seven teams. It's a good amount. That would have paid out $400. I like 400 Yeah. So, I'm watching the games. I'm sitting pretty. Auburn's winning. Georgia Tech blowing them out. That was the other team I forgot to mention to you earlier. Yeah. The Bucks come back. I'm like, all right, yeah. It's got one game left that I'm feeling a little bit worried about. Ohio State-Michigan. This game was a rock fight the whole time. It was so terrible to watch. <laughs> so bad, dude. And it Big just, 10 basketball at its best. Yeah. It just kept going back and forth and it just being terrible. So, Xavier Simpson uh, in Michigan are down one. Xavier Simpson makes a great drive to the lane, through the lane. It's going up for a layup. 
gets fouled. Boom. Well, apparently, I walked into the other room for a second to use the restroom. I come back, and they're calling a flagrant one on Xavier Simpson on that play. Yeah. Apparently, he grabbed the guy as he's going down and pulled him down by his jersey. So, I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Xavier Simpson steps up. Bang, bang. Hits both free throws. Puts him up one. Oh, but guess what? The other guy gets two free throws. <laughs> bang, bang. Hits both of them. And then gives Ohio State the ball. They won the game by three points. Oh. I had Michigan money line. Right. So my beef is with Xavier Simpson. What are you doing, dude? Why are you grabbing this guy's jersey? Just take the foul. Go down. Take your two free throws. Win the game. He just got suspended recently, and I never heard what. It was a team violation of rules, too. I, I like to know what Probably because he pulled a guy down by his jersey. Probably in practice. Yeah. It came to fruition in a game. That's yeah. what happens. Practice what you preach. That's all I really got, man. It just made me really mad because it kept me from 400 bucks. I could see how it got you hot, too. And I, I do want to say, too, I was wrong about the NBA trade, trade deadline this year. We did have a little bit of action this year. And there was some bigger names. There's your wifey yeah. in her Adidas. Uh, we did have some bigger names than what I expected as well, too. So one of them being the Cavs involved with not getting rid of Kevin Love somehow. But more of the story, today ended up being a pretty entertaining day for myself. Hopefully everybody else at home enjoyed it as well, too. Yeah. Not as entertaining as your parlay not hitting and us not having $400 to spend on J-Lo's halftime show. Yeah, I mean, you got D'Lo going to the Timberwolves. Yep. You got Gorgie leaving Memphis or leaving Minnesota going to Memphis. That's the name that you bring up out of everybody. Well, Gorgie. I mean, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are Louisville fans. Okay, that's fair. How about Robert Covington going to the Rockets and them continuing that, their six foot five center streak? Uh, my biggest why did why are they doing what they're doing? I think they're just going to up tempo, full pace. So you trade away Jordan Bell. Jordan Bell was the one I told you I thought they should have kept because I think he could play in that system. But getting Covington, I do think Covington was a great pickup for them. And then I also think T-Wolves getting Malik Beasley, I think they needed a point guard. And get Evan Turner as well. Yep. And a first-round pick. Yeah. So I think Beasley is a guy with D'Lo who I, I would personally play Malik Beasley at the one and D'Lo at the two. But obviously D'Lo's a guy who's got to have the ball in his hands. So, so let's go this let's go this route. Yeah, and okay. the Grizzlies we mentioned as well too. Yeah, they had the Grizzlies some good pickups. Pick up, I, I liked a lot of the Grizzlies pickup. They moved James Johnson, which I was intrigued to see what they would do. But I think Dion Waiters and um, Justice Winslow are great additions to that team. I think yes. they fit that mentality, along with getting rid of Iguodala and Jay Crowder. Yes. which I'm surprised that I was. I was a little surprised by the Jay Crowder thing too. Um, so. You're Minnesota now. Right. You're going to end up with a lottery pick because, I mean, right now your record's terrible. Um, no, they traded it. No, they didn't. That was their 2021 traded, pick. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and it's protected. Yeah. And, well, their second round isn't, but their first one is. Yeah. So you have Brooklyn's pick and you have, and you have your own. So Brooklyn's pick, they're going to make the playoffs, so you're going to be right outside the lottery most likely. Maybe, yeah. Um. Let's let's just say let's say that they do. You're Minnesota. What's your two picks in the draft? Let's say you get four. What position? Let's say you get four and sixteen. 
I think you got to take best on the board because I think for them, I don't think D'Lo is a lock to be there in the future. I also think Towns is a guy who might eventually want out. So I think you got to go best. You got to try to get a guy who's an emerging superstar. Um, if obviously a guy we mentioned earlier, Cole Anthony is on the board, I think he's going to be a great NBA player. Uh, I also think if LaMelo is on the board, he's a guy who's going to fill seats. So if you're going to lose games, you at least want to make money. <laughs> and then uh, obviously Weissman, I think, is the first pick in the draft. But any of those guys at number four, if any of them fall past the first three, I think those are the first name you have to take. At 14, it gets a little interesting because it'll be – you got guys back at that point, guys like Okoro for Auburn, uh, your R.J. Hamptons. Uh, I'm trying to think the uh, – Not huge on either. The uh, point guard from Iowa State is is in that area as well. Okay. So, I mean, you got some decent players, but nothing – I mean, I feel like at that point you're going to have to get a guy that maybe is a little experienced coming out of college that is a shooter because that's the thing that they're lacking is shooting outside of D'Lo. I mean, I know that Carl Anthony Towns can step out, right. but you don't want your big man staying out on a three-point line all the time when he can get offensive rebounds. Right. Well, I think there's a balance to be had. I think if you look at the Spurs' recent success, you know what I attribute that to is LaMarcus Aldridge finally deciding to shoot three-pointers and hitting them at a decent percentage. So you do have to have that. It's also like we were even telling you – I was talking to you about it Monday night. We had open gym, right? And yeah. our team probably shot 60%, but we were hitting twos. The other team probably shot 45%, and they were hitting threes, and you end up winning. So it's just analytical at that point, too. You have to be able to space the court. You have to be able to hit the threes. I, I don't have a name, though, that I think they need, to be honest. I can't think of a guy that I think would be a great fit in Minnesota. Minnesota is such a tough sell for uh, keeping a guy. I think their biggest thing is keeping Towns happy. So I would almost go to Towns I, and say, what gonna, do you think would fit? I'm going to say this, man. I disagree with you on Towns staying and D'Lo staying. Really? D'Lo, I think, is there. I think I those think, two want to play together. I do agree with that. I think that. you're also forgetting another key piece in that in that whole cog. What? Keelan Martin. Keelan Martin and D'Angelo Russell are childhood friends. They grew up together, played on the same AAU team for forever tweet back and forth to each other all the time. They've been friends for forever. Yeah, but Keelan Martin's disposable. Keelan Martin is disposable. But if you say, I'm keeping Keelan Martin to make sure you keep D'Angelo Russell. Right, and his contract isn't bad. Yeah. And it's not like Keelan Martin isn't good. And I'm not really saying that's not what you're saying. He's had a couple of really good games this year. Big games. He had huge summer league, which is what got him on with the Timberwolves. And I I think he could be a a good key piece. Or not key piece. I think he could be a good role player. Um, and then another player that we forgot to mention, I think Amari Spellman could be a potential role player, a good role player. I don't, I mean, he hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. But you never know once he gets into a place that maybe fits better for his his type of play. I think Spellman left Nova a little too early, but I really liked what he brought to the table his freshman year there. And then obviously seeing him in brief glimpses at the Hawks, you know, you could see what he could do. And then I just don't know if he fit with what the Warriors wanted yeah. schematically. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he continues to develop. Uh, I think he can get in better shape as well, too, physically, and get his body to an NBA level. You look at a guy like JaVel McGee, obviously they're on the opposite sides of the spectrum. Um, but if he dedicates himself to the weight room, I think that will help him in the long run. Well, I mean, even with his diet. Because uh, yeah. uh, JaVel McGee, I didn't know this until I was watching the show. 
Javon McGee's vegan. Right. As many players are now. Yeah, I mean, I'm or, not I'm not telling Omari Spillman to become a vegan by any means, but I mean, if someone like that is that dedicated, uh, that's the difference between some uh, a lot of players. You know what I mean? Because right. some guys are way more dedicated to it. Yeah, it's you, how you're making your money, and you've got a short window. I, I think you do everything you can, and you want to make sure you have no regrets. For sure. But, yeah, that's really all I got. You got anything else? No, sir. Uh, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode last week. I thought it was a good interview. It was fun. Uh, we'll, hopefully he'll get back and uh, maybe get to play some this year. That would be that'd be awesome to see, see a guest of ours playing the major leagues the same year that's right that'd yeah. be awesome from what he sound though i wouldn't get expectations oh, too no. high i think he really wants to focus on getting his body right and uh making sure that it, the same thing that we were just talking about with amari spellman he hopefully has a long career ahead of him he's still young 25 is not old uh so hopefully he can get healthy continue to work on his craft and uh get yeah. into a home that'll fit him perfect Get him a big red and some Cine Minis. Cine Minis. Shout out to Cine Minis. <laughs> great, great choice. Cine Minis, man. That was, that was that was so funny when he was talking about that. Oh, you could hear it in his voice. He loved it. Yeah. And then even the story he was talking about where his mom texted him when they came back or called him. I mean, that's great. Those are the type of stories that you don't hear other places. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I love about some of the questions that you're able to ask. And we get the opportunity to talk to these people and um, – the light that we do they they're opening up and i think josh was another guy who we've had some fun conversations with outside of uh, this podcast and it it correlated on to the podcast as oh, well yeah. too for sure but guys keep liking keep sharing most importantly keep listening uh, i had someone else i i keep saying we're going to end it but uh <laughs> so i've told you about the thing that that some of my friends do where they'll text me a random nba player and to ask me where they went to college. Yeah. So DJ normally does this when he wants to show off to people at, that he works with. And uh, he texted me Aaron Baines today, and I texted back Washington State. And he was like, uh, so he didn't text me anything back. He read it, and that was the end of it. Yeah. So I texted him like 10 minutes later. I said, so who are you showing me off to now? He's like, well, there was this guy at work that – I told him he should listen to your... He asked if I knew any podcasts, and I told him he should listen to yours. And the guy says, well, does he really know what he's talking about? <laughs> and he was... So then DJ brought that up. So, I, you know, shout out DJ. You know, doing the Lord's work. Hey, giving Aaron Baines a shout out. No, the dude brought up Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines. So that guy, like, that guy was like, all right, well, Aaron Baines. And then I told him Washington State, and he was like, oh, okay. That's hilarious. So then, you know, I hooked him. Well, then he asked DJ if we're ever going to get a NASCAR driver on here. Oh, <laughs> so, man. So I guess we got to do some work, man. Got to find us a NASCAR guy. I don't, I don't know if I have any NASCAR connections, yeah. but we'll see what we got. I mean, I've I pulled some strings and gotten some interviews that I didn't think I could ever do. Right. Oh, man. And uh, NASCAR's so, always looking for ways to spread the word, though. Exactly. They're looking to spread a lot of things. Oh, but <laughs> Especially the coronavirus. Yeah. I'd say theirs is more the Natty Ice virus, but I don't know if this is true or not. But I heard those NASCARs run on the coronavirus. No, they run. They definitely run on Natty Light. Yeah, I could see that. I thought Bush maybe, but <laughs> yeah, Bush Light. That's yeah. that's the minor leagues. Yeah, they run on Bush. Got to one up them. Yeah, but guys, 
Keep keep sharing, keep listening, keep liking. As always, beef out. <laughs>